And you'll find it. Or um, Google or go to archive.org and look for Scarborough Dude, just as it's spelled, all one word. And uh, you'll find all 500 plus episodes. But uh, I don't remember seeing that part. Not too many people are going to want to do that. No, you should not. Now listen. All right, boys, girls, listen up. Uh, I am doing something now that uh, I think I promised you I would never do. I think one of the things I promised was I'm not going to swear. Well, we know that went by the wayside fairly quickly. Uh, And the other thing I said, I would never send um, a recording, you know, as part of the the episode, um, recorded while I was intoxicated and perhaps high. And uh, that's exactly where I am now. So if this goes out live, if this goes out on the air as as part of episode number 17 of the uh, Baby Sally Talks podcast, then I've just crossed crossed a river, crossed a whatever, a stream that uh, I'm not going to get back over, like, because I'm just denying uh, what it is I'm promising you. Now, you see, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because... The point is, what I'm, what I worry about is, I'm not going to be able to share the true meaning of what it is I, I want to give you right now, and that is, oh boy, painful to say, you know, integrity, honesty. Uh, this is what I want to, to give. And yet, there's always that feeling that no man, no man, no man. You're just, you just, you're just playing. You're just hiding. You're just coloring yourself to look good, but uh, you're not really being honest with them. Now, I hope that's not true, and I hope we can let that go because it's just going to be interference to get in the way of uh, what it is I do want to see. And that is that I had a wonderful time tonight, <clears throat> Saturday night decided, you know, hey, probably Brian and I are going to go out and have a beer. Maybe the only cafe. That's that's just what we do. My wife is saying, yeah, go, go. You need it. You need a, you need a break. Go for it. Very kind of her. But, we're, you know, we do the only all the time. Let's just check something else out. So I did, you know, ten of the top cafes along the Danforth. And, you know, you just Google bars Danforth. And you're, you're going to come up with a lot of lists. But found a new one. Uh, Louis... Cipher, beer, or something or other. Uh, now apparently they do make their beer on premise. That that. Uh, now I tried flights. Okay, sorry, backtrack a little. I wanted something new, something different. Great, meet there at seven thirty. I got the last two seats on sort of a a bar on the sidewalk, a little roof over your head, but you're you're watching. Your face is out looking at everybody walking down the Danforth uh, directly across from uh, an ice cream parlor. So it was a great place to sit. And then we just did the, um, you know, flights of various, various good beer. A wonderful waitress. Uh, we were going to stay for another one, and I said, well, you know... This lovely waitress is leaving. Why aren't we? Because it was going to be downhill from there. I came up with a really good idea. Brian, how about we uh, go down to the uh, Eaton House? Have a, a final picture there. We went into the Eaton House. The band was fabulous. They, they call themselves Baka, B-A-C-A. B-A-K-A in Japanese means stupid, but uh, this is different Baka. Uh, but apparently, uh, the lead singer, who was absolutely fabulous, sang with the lead singer for April Wine. This was the story I got, I heard, I don't know. Three women, singer, uh, rhythm guitar, another person who played different you know, guitar and different instruments. All of them singing, all of them fabulous. And that's the kind of thing you find at the Eaton House Right there on the Danforth, you're not paying a cover, you're not, you know, worried because you got to get right downtown to the trendy bar set. Fucking get on the subway, get on the Danforth, 
and go to some of these local bars in the East End of Toronto because they're the best things going. Now, <clears throat> forgive me, that sounded like a plug, uh, and it was. But the other point I wanted to make was that sometimes I record from this car late at night. It's one twenty now. Holy fuck, I got church tomorrow morning. And, and the promise was that I would not... I, I had renounced, denounced, sorry, the Scarborough dude. I will not allow him on the show. I will not allow him to wreck the show. This is this is a new show. This is Baby Sally. However, tonight, in those bars, the two of them, it solidified one after thinking about in the uh, other. Listen here, buddy boy. I think the Scarborough dude has a few things to teach Ken. So let's set aside this need to brush him off and let Ken have a say. Because Ken, uh, Ken, Ken's not all bad. So that's where I'm going to leave it <clears throat> right now. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive home. While I'm in the car, i got to drive home. Um, I didn't want to keep this on going too long in case it uh, really, really got stupid. But there it is. I've broken the rule. I have recorded and uploaded a clip recorded in the Eglinton Go parking lot while I was both inebriated and high. Forgive me. Bye for now. Check, check. Once again, I have the mic sent to set to low sensitivity, so I'm holding my um, Olympus LS10 up close to my mouth as I sit here in my deck chair that I just pulled out of the uh, trunk of the car here at Bluffers Park. My favorite bench. There's only one bench on this side, and it's often taken. So uh, I've taken another spot. In fact, it's exactly the same spot I was in yesterday when I did that wonderful recording for you, except for the part where I forgot to push the record button twice and none of it was recorded. So I I was very bummed out about that. I felt it was a good one, and, and it's good in the sense that it's spontaneous. And... When it's like that, you you get to places you hadn't planned on. Remember, one of the reasons, probably the main reason for me doing these podcasts is not to entertain you, the listener, but to uh, give myself a little bit of therapy of some kind. And that means just taking things out of my head by speaking them and uh, seeing what's what's on my mind, what's haunting me, what's eating at me, what do I feel good about, what worries me. So that's not always uh, good listening or fun listening, and it's very different from if I come up and said, okay, I've got a plan, today we're going to talk about this. Um, that's never been the case. And I guess I've more or less accepted the fact that this podcast called... Uh, Baby Sally Talks, this would be episode number 17 of that podcast, uh, is really fully now converted into uh, a Dixon Jane style 
podcast, except the host is still Ken and not the Scarborough dude. Whatever that means. That was something I talked about yesterday. Uh, the point being that I think I felt a need to divorce myself from Scarborough dude, this this persona that... Um, uh, may not have really reflected who I was, but was an entertaining character. And uh, and the problem came when I when I would meet people in real life, and I'm just sort of known as a Scarborough dude. And f- there was a time when I just wanted to get rid of that and be back to being Ken. I, I I'm probably making this sound much bigger than it really is. Um, but still, it was something going on in my mind. I wanted this fresh start. But now, after 16 episodes, I can look back and think, well, no, the Scarborough dude was a good host of that podcast and and spoke his mind and let it all hang out. And I've probably got a little bit to learn from that. So, phew, let's put that aside. I hate to compare, but again, I did a much better job yesterday, the part you'll never hear of... uh, exploring that topic so this seat I'm in it's uh, facing the boat launch area I'm in the uh, cat side which you call it's a parking lot that's blocked off on the weekends unless you pay or eat at the nearby restaurant Um, but it's a lovely spot because I'm facing where all the boats get backed in and loaded into the water and can also see this wonderful hill of uh, Brimley Road that uh, we race down if there's nobody in front of you and speed up on the way back, on on the way out. Again, if there's no dawdlers in front of you. It's a great little road, and it's wonderful. And the view I see from here is nothing but green and water. Lake Ontario, this little inlet for the boat launch area, and then hills, because we're, we're down water level, and trees, 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 trees. It's really beautiful. In fact, I'm sitting under a very nice tree now, and I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what it is. It's got thick bark. It's a tree I'm very familiar with. I'm looking at the leaf. I, I want to say elm. And it might be. It might be an elm. Uh, beautiful, beautiful tree. So, I'm a little down today. I I shouldn't be. I'm still working at my uh, preparations for the students coming in two weeks. I'm closer than ever to having all my students placed. I'll know Thursday for sure. And uh, I've got another plug out for uh, one of the teachers who I have not yet placed. And that's... It's promising anyway, so something will work out. Something will work out there. Um, and then I printed off 32 graduation certificates. I've mentioned those before. It's it's something I'm just proud of. It's very simple, but I did a nice design. It looks really official. And uh, every girl gets awarded one of these in this very formal Japanese-style ceremony at the end. Ah. Oh. And that'll be it for another year. Um, I've been... I, I'm, I'm down on myself a lot. I mean, I, I do point out my flaws. I, I know maybe to some of you it might think like... I, it might sound like I'm bragging all the time on this podcast, but I don't think I am. Uh, but I try and find, just to make myself feel better, what are the things I do well? And I realize, gee, all kinds of projects I've pointed out have just never got finished or never got off the ground. You know, I was going to do another podcast on interviewing people. Well, that's kind of stalled. I, I mean, I, I interviewed Tim Coyne, and I have a lot of fun with that. That's the talking to Tim. And I haven't really branched out from there. I know Dan Class agreed to uh, to be my guest on a podcast. I just haven't had the uh, the drive, the energy to do that. I guess I'm just, I'm not highly motivated. That's one thing for sure. And yet on the other hand, I mean, hey, this business, this is our 21st year of doing this study tour. I've kept that going. The 20 years of the Dixon Jane zine, the 10 years of the Dixon Jane's podcast. Things that I feel right about. 
I keep on with. So it's not like I can't follow through on things. It's just that I'm very choosy about which things I choose to follow through on. All right, let's park that. I don't think we got anywhere. Let's call out a stalemate. Uh, anything else I should be concerned about? I did talk about the hopelessness of confronting mindsets like people in ISIS would have. I, I'm just so disheartened when I hear about bombing a mosque. And these are Muslims killing Muslims, but in the killer's mind, these are not good Muslims because they don't follow this, this, or this, or they're moderates and they agree to get along with people. And it's it's not a small thing. It's not just, oh, well, it's just a couple of fanatics. This is a lot of people buying into this hatred and blindness. And, and I'm going to stop myself because if I go on down this track, I will get angry. I, I will feel the anger rising up in my chest and I'll start saying things in an angry tone and it won't be pleasant to listen to. And I, I've done that in the past. But it does really cause me anguish. It makes me want to kill those people because I don't think they will ever listen to reason. They would kill me first rather than engage in discussion. So, moving on, speaking of discussion, I was really delighted, thrilled. It's a little early to share this with you, but I'm going to anyway. Um, Getting an email from uh, Greta, who is the pastor at our church, West Hill United, saying she's going to be away for a few weeks during the summer and would I like to uh, give a talk on one of those Sundays. And I wrote back uh, without much hesitation saying, you know, I'd be crazy not to. It will be a good challenge for me and it will be very, very weird to be standing up in the front in a church at a little pulpit. Uh, Not giving a sermon, but giving a talk as I've often done on these very podcasts. So you may be hearing a little more of that. I've decided already I'm going to talk about Nigeria because it's in the news. It's something I know even though the experiences I've had are 35 years ago, they are still very, very um, strong inside of me. They still resonate. I still remember clearly. And, and there's a number of things. And I, I would like to try and focus it to um, lessons I learned in Nigeria. But I thought I might have fun and, and just give a little self-introduction uh, to start with. Uh, pointing out my weirdness, my ADD, and maybe even a bit of my podcasting history, uh, and then move on, if that fits in, to, uh, to talking about Nigeria, what it was that got me there, and uh, what I came home with. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I felt really honored. Wow. Now, other people are being asked as well, of course. Uh, but just to be one of them and, and to fe- be feeling more and more like I have a place in this church. Uh, every week I stay behind for coffee and uh, talk to people, try and make it different people each time. And, and the more I talk to people, the more I like them and uh, <sighs> find I'm comfortable fitting in. Now, I'm looking over my shoulder, and we got Grace Guys, the weatherman predicted a a rainstorm, a thunderstorm, and it's coming very soon. I can just hear the rumble of the thunder in the distance, and that's one of the reasons I came out now to get this started, and then I'm going to go back and have a coffee, and I guess what I'd really like to do, it's something I try and do, if I make breakfast, for example, on a weekend, I make scrambled eggs and sausage or something, I tell myself, okay, Ken, now... You're going to savor each and every bite. You're going to take one forkful, you're going to put it in your mouth, and you're going to taste it. And you're going to just stop what you're doing. You're not going to have your iPad open, which I always do. You're, you're going to savor it, and you're going to think about it, and then go on to the next taste and do the same thing. And it's very, very hard to maintain that level of focus because you get on to something else. Oh, you hear a tweet. Oh, gee, there's a new uh, message from so-and-so. And you sort of lose it. Next thing you know, you've shoveled six spoonfuls into your mouth and you don't remember tasting any of them. And it's, it's wrong. 
It's wrong. You really should be better at that. I should be better at that. It probably applies to you too. Um, now, how did that connect? Uh, so, this enjoying the present moment, the theme I've talked about forever on this podcast, of being in the now, being in the moment, whatever it is, it's not just about eating breakfast, but about drinking that cup of coffee I'm going to have at uh, Tim Hortons later on, about the drive up or down this hill on uh, Brimley Road to get to this park. I'm getting good at doing it with my new cat, who I just love deeply. I'm just so happy to have this cat, to have this cat who found us. Like, it's something, you know, I talked about last time about sometimes the desire to see things from a higher level, as if you could rise above and look down at your life and and see how everything fits together. And, And generally, we're not very good at that. Things do connect. There's a logic to everything, but it's we're not really aware how we got from this to this to this to this to this, and how every little decision we make along the way, every little flutter of the butterfly wings, you know, somehow impacts something else. And, and next thing, we're here. And that's why we've got to celebrate the here because we can't be anywhere else if you follow the logic. Um. I keep losing the thread because I keep backing up too far. The here, the now, the in the moment. Damn it, damn it, damn it. All right, well, I should use that as a stopping point and say, hey, 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 if you're going to do that, why aren't you just savoring the fact that you're sitting here in a comfortable chair And you can feel a very nice breeze. Ah, now the picture comes back to me. Yes, how it all fits together. How I was meant to have that cat. (laughs) Uh, It's truly the most loving cat. And it has a special bond. That cat, I I can't go anywhere in that house without that cat following me. Racing up the stairs between my legs. Stopping at the top to see which way I'm going to turn. Staying on my bed all night. uh, Waking me up at five or six in the morning with a little meow as it changes positions and then curling up tight against me uh, to go back to sleep. And this is where it connects to the now because when you're holding a cat on your lap or tight against your chest and stroking it and feeling its beautiful soft fur, you're very much in the now. And, and that's a good thing. And you're hearing that little purr going and it, everything is about the present moment and and when you know cats as I do you just know exactly how to touch and how much to touch and how hard or soft to touch and where to touch and just to make them just feel so happy and uh, I hope that doesn't sound too strange but it, it, it just gives me great pleasure and it's it's a sharing it's a sharing and that's uh, that's wonderful, and that's just one more way of being in the present. All right, well, this is nothing at all of what I uh, delivered yesterday, and I dare say it's not nearly as good, but that's often the way. The thing you don't have is the thing you sort of want the most. <sighs> I guess I, I should add that I also was compelled to record today. I, it's, again, this is like it used to be of Dixon Jane's during the course of the week, I simply had to turn on the recorder and talk. And I guess that's reflective. So it's not like, okay, every Wednesday I have to do something or I've got to follow through on this schedule or these are the topics I have to cover in the next month. There's nothing like that. It's just what does what does now tell me to do? And uh, that's, that's what this is. I'm delighted there are a few followers who uh, have sometimes tweeted comments and um, I'm just thrilled and happy. It means a great deal to me. So thank you. And if you're ever thinking about just wanting to tweet something, say, hey, I connected with your last podcast, dude, or Ken. Uh, my email is dixonjanes, D-I-C-K-S-N-J-A-N-E-S, at gmail.com. Or you can just find me on uh, Twitter as either Ken Bowl. Or Scarborough Dude, all one word. And uh, either way will reach me because I check it all the time. All right, I'm going to sign off now.
and leave room for a song. That storm is getting closer. The wind is up. It actually feels kind of good. I love the breeze. Oh yeah, trees are starting to shake a little bit. The leaves are fluttering. Seagulls flying. This, truly, this vantage point I have, the one I found yesterday, this particular spot I'm in now, is a new spot, and it's a delightful one. It's wonderful. So, uh, thanks for sticking with me. Come back. There'll be more. We're not done yet. And uh, I venture to say there'll probably be a hundred of these podcasts. Bye for now. Chick, chick, chick. Leaving this one on uh, high sensitivity to uh, pull in the background noise here at Bluffers New Thompson Park. I'm sitting on a favorite bench and uh, view of the whole expanse of the park pretty well. And under one of the uh, roofed structures, there's some kind of a big gathering going. You can reserve these things. When my boys were in Cubs and Scouts, they would have gatherings here. It's a wonderful thing. It's just, there's a lot of good park space in and around Scarborough. So, let's see, it's um, July 7th, I think. Is it? Uh, yeah, the 8th, sorry. And um, it's been a good day. Now, I think I told you I or may have I recorded a clip and forgot to push the record button, so I didn't record the clip, and I was really disappointed because it was, I felt, really good. It was raw and direct and honest, and I lost it. So I went back the next day to the very same spot and recorded a second clip. That was yesterday. And uh, listened to it and didn't like it. There was just no emotion to it. It was flat. So I'm not going to play that either. I'm starting, this is, let's say, take three to uh, 
talk to you and see if I can do any better this time. As I say, it was an excellent day because, oh my God, the relief. I got the last of my uh, homestays fixed in place. Uh, somebody volunteered, somebody from the Board of Directors of Canada Japan Society, of which I used to be the president and a long-term member, a new person, volunteered. And I said, thank you, we'll take it. And that was the last piece of the puzzle I had to fit into place. So uh, that's good. And then today I really... Something I, you know, I do every part of this program, and it suits me. I, I don't have... Uh, secretary, I don't have workers, employees to do other things. So when it comes down to like addressing envelopes and getting the stamps and uh, best of all, doing a merge function between a Word document and a spreadsheet, that's something will it will always, always fascinate me. It's very, very simple to do, but I only do it once a year, and so I forget. I've got to start over. And oh yeah, yeah, it, it's just. It's so exciting for me to be able to print a really nice document with all the pieces, you know, the address, the names, the students' names, you know, the first or the last, or here I'm just going to put the first names, you know. Uh, it, it's wonderful, and it works, and you feel so satisfied. Wow, I did something. In fact, in the middle of doing it, I thought, you know, Ken, I says to myself, do you ever think about bringing back a print version of Dixon Jeans? Because you used to love doing that, too mailing out the envelopes and sending it to somebody's is there maybe would people in these days of too much media stuff and things we just race through on Facebook and everything else would is this not maybe the time and I thought wow it would be an awful lot of work to put out a 12 page version again and then another voice says well do that and alternate send them back issues too with your subscription and I bet you there are people, because it's always been the perfect bathroom reader. Something you just sit there, you don't have to read it all at one go. There's lots of little pieces. There'd be some one-liners, some quotes, short letters. Uh, it's very, very tempting. Or it is today anyway. I don't know how I'll feel about it. But I'd, I'd like if any of you are out there think, hey, dude, count me in. Now that I've got a wider group of Dixon Janes... And I wouldn't have to beg so much for material. Just, you know, but send me an email. You got something happened? You got a quote? You got a something? It's a new world. Uh, I could see it. And I loved doing the arranging, the desktop publishing thing when, when that was a thing. DTP. I went to classes, or not classes, went to hear speakers about that, you know. And, and uh, yeah, fun. Anyway, that's that's what happened today. So... Uh, I'm on sort of the, the downhill slide. I've just got a few more big things to do. And, and no, all the big things are already in place. I guess I'm saying in a very clumsy way, sorry. Um, I'm very proud of what I do. I, I dropped off, I visited a woman today, and I handed her, you know, the envelope with two things I did this year I haven't done before. An important date sheet. Just okay. On this date, this is where you pick them up. This is the event, you know, July 21st, 6.30 p.m. Uh, meet your students, Wexford Collegiate, you know, 1176 Pharmacy. Uh, bam, and then a list right down of what they have to remember. And then on the other side, all the meals the students will have, the lunches, so that the family doesn't serve them pizza on pizza day. Uh, just stuff. That I'm doing it, it's satisfying, and, I, and I, I feel, wow. For the number of times I've whined and complained about not having focus in my life, not knowing what I'm doing, not completing things, here, now, I'm feeling fantastic about something really solid. That, that It's a real, a viable business, but it makes everybody happy who's involved. I mean, nobody comes out of this complaining. The teachers come back year after year, families return. Students, you know, I get I, more students apply for it than we can take, so something's good about it. All right, put that aside, can we? What was it I wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah, so that, that was part of the day. Part of the day was just the satisfying, ah, oh, it's done. And when I get home tonight, I'm going to 
mail off a spreadsheet to Japan say, here they are, here are the girls, here are the families, here are the addresses, here's the email, go to it. And then next week the mothers will come in and they'll have all this information and wish their daughters well. That's the sound of a McDonald's, a McCafe ice. It's too sweet, but ooh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, my last podcast, the one I'm not going to play for you, um, I talked about how much I love my cat. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's mutual. My cat loves me. That cat will not leave my side. It's just amazing. Like, I'm on the computer, bam, it's onto the desk and curled up between the, the monitor and the keyboard. Um, I go to sleep at night. Like, it calls me, you know, at night. But, hey, hey, don't you think it's time for bed? Let's go. Uh, just... It's adorable. It's just adorable, and it's 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 filled me with a new kind of happiness at a time in my life when I think I needed this. It, there really has been a change. You know, I, I talked about that. I mean, this business of finding this church that um, I belong to. Now, there's something else i got to talk about, the church. <sighs> okay, another thing I'm happy about. I got an email from Greta, our uh, pastor, saying she's going to be away a few days during the summer, and would I like to give a talk to the congregation? And I'm thinking, wow, would I? That would be so exciting. The truth is, is I've kind of pictured it since I first entered the church, standing up there one day, because people take turns reading things and so on. And and I, I would do a talk about what I learned from my years in Nigeria. And I'm, I'm excited. I was flattered, honored. Wow, I really am a part of this church now. Uh, but just delighted to be asked and, and looking forward to, yeah, this this would really be cool. Standing up there and, and trying to give it some meaning, trying to shape it so that it's relatable. And Nigeria is, is, a, is timely, even though it was uh, 1980, 20, 35 years ago when I was there. The feelings have not faded. And the impressions are strong and the memories are rich and deep. Uh, but especially because it's in the news, the, the, the sadness of how much of what we had when we traveled from one end of the country to the other in peace uh, is gone. You simply could not send volunteers over there now. Okay, so the other piece of information and perhaps the one that's given me the most joy and excitement... I have a good friend, and he, he told me I was allowed to give his name, so I will. This is Mr. Wooby. I love the sound of that name. Francis Wooby. Now, if you're a, a podcaster uh, and have been to different, you know, pubs and PodCamp Toronto's and so on, you, you probably met Francis. Quiet fellow and the kind of person that you know is deep. A, a, an excellent writer. Uh, a, a clear thinker, a man with depth, and somebody I'm just I'm just very fond of, and uh, kept in touch. Francis had cancer, a pretty serious cancer. Uh, I guess a year ago, maybe now, maybe a little more, and uh, that's a life shaker. But he's come through. He came through, and he's on the other side. Um, going back to school, I'm not going to say too much more. Francis, you, you, you're cool with this, I hope. Uh, and he's sort of just, you know, restarting his life. He's pushed the reset button, and here we go again. And uh, I'm delighted to hear about that. Now, I hadn't heard from Francis for quite a while, and I, and I was a little worried because I think, uh, you know, Francis is a person like myself that sometimes can get down and anyway I got an email today and I asked his permission to share the part that refers to uh, this podcast because Francis has always been a, uh, a Dixon Janes listener he starts off Dear Sally the end of Dixon Janes podcast the end of the Dixon Janes podcast um, left I'm sorry, i got to take my glasses off to read. It's on my iPhone here. The end of the Dixon Janes podcast left more of a void in my world than I had anticipated. Not to judge it good, bad, or otherwise. The truth is that I've come to draw 
a lot of comfort from your shared struggles with depression, family relationships, procrastination, and other issues you and I have in common. So I was delighted to eventually discover the Baby Sally podcast. Not that you made it easy. I think you had already had a dozen out before you put up that promo alerting your former Dixon Jeans listeners, and I was able to jump through all the hoops to subscribe on a platform other than iTunes. I'm further gladdened by the growing similarity to Dixon Jeans at this new show, which I affectionately think of as Ken's Baby Sally Show, is gradually acquiring. I miss the more raw self-doubt and self-discovery through difficult questioning. That's what he found, of course, on the former Dixon Chains podcast. Mind you, in Baby Sally, I think that your initial efforts to stifle and control yourself actually had the benefit of taking away your comfort zone of angry ranting, which, at times, I feel you may use as a smokescreen when cutting a little too close to the quick during some of your self-analysis. There was, at least at first, a new vulnerability and humble honesty with you on the Baby Sally podcast. I hope it continues, even though the specter of the Scarborough dude has resumed his more corporal form on the new show. Now, you get a letter like that, somebody takes the time to choose their words carefully and and write, and there was a lot more. That was only a, a fraction when the rest was about Francis and... It was personal. It really, really, really touches your heart. And and more than that, it makes me feel, yes, yes, what I am doing is of value. Because often it it just doesn't feel that way. We don't know that. I sort of know it, but I, I know it with all the doubts that I come burdened with. I can't say, hey... This is good, you should listen. And of course, I think as he says, I I connect to it because I have doubts and sometimes depression and struggles with family and other issues. And that's who it's meant for. It's not meant for somebody who's got all their shit together and just, oh, yeah, everything's wonderful. Tell me how I can make more money. Good. Go find another one. But it was just reaffirming. And... uh, so very welcome and so very timely to keep me on track, to keep me honest, to keep me trying to do what it is I am trying to do, and that is bear my soul. Um, One of the reasons I'm doing this, number one, because I went through group therapy when I was young and I learned how important that was to uh, expose yourself, and by that, you know what I mean. Um, and to show how, you know, fragile and easily hurt we can be and, and how hard it is sometimes just to <laughs> get through life, you know, being positive, being upbeat, just doesn't work like that every day. And sometimes if we share these feelings, we just do feel a little better, just as Francis made me feel a whole lot better by him taking the time to write that letter. So Francis Ruby... I sincerely thank you. I already did in the letter, but I'm doing it here publicly. I don't know where to go from there. I think maybe that'd be a good time to stop. It's 15 minutes. I got stuff to do. I I think I will stop there and uh, make a note to self to be honest and open in uh, whatever clips I uh, do choose to send your way. This is Ken, signing off from Thompson Park. Bye for now. Say goodbye to your friends, say goodbye to your family. Oh, I had some time to think
and going. Let me just check here. Hang on. Is it rolling, Bob? That's an inside joke for uh, former listeners of the Dixon Janes podcast. To show how much this one has changed, I, only those of you who who knew Dixon Janes in the past and who crossed over from episode one of this new podcast, air quotes, Baby Sally Talks, will uh, <laughs> see the short journey I've taken from starting fresh <laughs> and then reverting back to where I was months ago. Uh, this is a, the same podcast with a new name. I'll come clean right now. This is uh, just like Dixon Jane's. Anthony Marco was right when he called that. He said, I just listened to Dixon Jane's 515. Uh, but I'm sticking to Baby Sally. And I, I'm going to come back to that at some point. I'm going to explain why again. But I think we're all tired of hearing that nonsense now. It's um, Friday morning, August... Uh, no, July 8th, 9th, and 9th, I think. 10th, oh my God. My students arrive on the 21st. And uh, at one of the clips, I've just listened back to the clips that precede this. On one of them, I said, hey, guess what? Everything's in place. My teacher has a place. My student, last student's replaced. And all of that has fallen apart. My teacher does not have a place, and I still have two students who don't have a host family. And I have got to have that solved by Monday when the, uh, by Sunday my time, because Monday morning, these mothers of these young girls are going to be in the school in Kamakura and saying, hey, Who's my daughter staying with? And they are going to Google those addresses and look up the house and so on. And uh, I cannot have it. But sorry, I um, don't have a place for your girls yet. So I don't know how it's going to be solved. I've got a lot of shout-outs to uh, friends and uh, teachers and everybody connected with this program. But still, the net is not quite wide enough or deep enough to uh, catch and it's not fish the, the people that I need the kind and caring people so anyway let's park that because we're not going to solve that sitting here in the parking lot of the St. Andrew's Cemetery which is where I am I'm, I'm parked under a beautiful beautiful big maple tree uh, in the full shade of the maple leaves we've done this before we've parked here before uh, I'm looking out at all these very nice tombstones. It is a wonderful, a wonderful spot, and I've, I've recorded many a podcast from here. <coughs> now, forgive me if, uh, as you listen to whatever came before this, I repeated myself. It's because, well, I'm getting forgetful. That's part of it. But that's really not really the whole story. Part of it is because I was going to reject whole clips, and part of it is because when you record spontaneously... You're not going from notes. You're not... You don't know what path you're taking. You don't know where you're going to get to. So it, it's not written in stone like these tombstones in front of me. And so you, you know, you trod the same ground over and over again sometimes. And uh, I would question, you know, your, your own attention span as listeners anyway. It doesn't really hurt that I repeat myself sometimes, so get over it. All right. Thank you. I've got uh, more stuff to do, but what is it? What is it that I really want to end with? It's it's like a wide sweeping embrace. I've got my arms stretched out now. Actually, I'm tall enough, big enough that I've got my arms, hands out both windows. Looks a bit strange sitting in the front seat of my car with my hands out the windows, showing this is as wide as I can stretch out my hands to embrace you. And that is what I want to do. I want to draw you in. I want to be close to you. I And, and I think, getting back to that first point, I think I achieved that to some degree on the Dixon Janes podcast. And then when I started fresh with this new canon, this new format, and it's going to be shorter and more focused and more disciplined, I lost that. And it's kind of crazy to 
throw away something that was, you know, you, you worked 10 years at to connect with people and then suddenly put up these fences to uh, keep some of you out, like or a filter, a screen, you know. So I want to be done with that. I, um, I, I think it's all been so gradual and it's been so organic. And I think that's the beautiful thing about speaking off the cuff. It is organic in the sense of it just... It's alive. I, I I can't tell you 60 seconds from now what I'm going to be talking about. I just don't know. Nor does it matter. It's a, it's a matter of... Just taking that deep breath and letting go. It is like meditating. It is like just freeing. This is the beauty when I first started meditation, transcendental meditation, and that would go back to, uh, gosh, couldn't even tell you where, well, it would have been Montreal, of course, during my university years, probably my third year university at Sir George, when they said, when we went through the lectures, like this was a big deal, they did a beautiful job when the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi introduced TM to North America and Europe to these Westerners, to the long-haired hippies, under his band of teachers, they did a brilliant job of it. And the lectures were really interesting. And and this concept that from while you're meditating, from deep within you, it's like you're down under the water and these bubbles will float up to the surface and, and just pop, disappear. And they wanted you to think of those bubbles, or think of your thoughts as being like those bubbles, that there's no meaning to them. So while you're meditating, and your, your mind gets caught in some, oh my God, what am I going to have for supper tonight? Or what, what if that person took what I said the wrong way, and, and suddenly you're, you're off this track, and you're not meditating, you're not saying your mantra anymore, you're, you're following this train of thought, saying just, just let, it, let it go, let it rise to the surface, let it pop. Let it disappear, and then come back to your mantra, which I still know and still have and still use. And it was wonderfully liberating to think, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not doing it wrong. The, the mind does these things. The mind needs to go in these odd directions, but don't get hung up on it. Don't try and wrestle with it. Don't fight with it. Don't force it you know, into position or whatever. Just let it float to the top. And in many respects, that's what this podcast is, that this is just me finding the safety and comfort of a, of a place where I can let these thoughts, in this case, these words, rise to the top, come out of me and, and go. And this is why, for many people, I've recommended that you start your own podcast, whether or not you release it to the world at large or anybody else listens, but don't get so hung up on trying to be perfect and trying to find the right thing to say on what others might think. That's all irrelevant. Just let the things come out. Sorry. Wrestling with my coffee. Today I had a Tim Hortons hot coffee instead of an iced coffee for a change, and uh, I think it was a mistake. Anyway, I've got to get back. I've got to write a very carefully crafted letter on a topic I'm not at liberty to share with you right now, but it, it's it's quite important, and it, it, to me it's very important that I, that I do this. And this will be a case when I'm going to have to actually focus and choose every word carefully and measure its impact and read it over and revise and make sure it delivers the exact message I want in the tone that I want so that it will be understood the way I want it to be. Um, As opposed to right now feeling free enough to say anything I bloody well want to. It's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Oh, excuse me, that was rude. Now you know you're really listening to a Dixon Jane-style podcast. He burps, he farts, 
He belches. He swears. Um, I think this one will have started off with that little clip I recorded in the car from the Eglinton Go parking lot, which old-time listeners will understand. I really wasn't very high. The stuff I smoke is so mild and uh, faded and worn out. It really doesn't have much impact at all, but I did have a few beer under my belt. So uh, my words were a little clumsy and uh, off, 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 whatever. Um, Last thought, and it's a negative one to share, but I'm going to share it anyway. My body, holy shit. I am in very rough shape. I mean, I'm you, you can't tell from me sitting here in the front seat of my car, very comfortably sitting. I am fine. That's all I do. But I can't walk properly anymore. Like, I trod. And it's as if both my legs are, are numb and without feeling and lost something. So I don't know what I have done or how it's happened. I've done it to myself by years of not enough activity and not enough exercise. I joined this... Uh, Variety Village to get going. Remember that? That was only a short time ago. I was really going to do exercise every day and walk and ride those bicycle stationary bikes and just get going and even join AquaFit. I have done none of that. I got a call to renew my membership. Eight months for the price of four. I'm going to let it expire because... I'm just not going anymore, and and it's to my shame, to my embarrassment, and and I'm paying the price because I'm going to have a very very difficult time walking on this tour and this summer this tour with these girls as I lead them about. Uh, it's going to be very very difficult. And I don't know what to do about it. And I was talking to Brian last night. We went to see a play together. And um, I said, I, I, I fear for the future. I'm, and, you know, here I am thinking, wow, I've really got to get out of Scarborough. I really have to have an adventure. Uh, my friend in Australia said, come, January, book your ticket. Let's go camping. Uh, he reminded me there will be a lot of bugs and insects in January in Australia. But if I can't handle that, I'm really in bad shape. And I really do want to go camping. So I really should start with, okay, dude, plan this vacation. Book that ticket to Melbourne and then deal with the rest of it later. And do not let this pass by. Do not give in to age, to worry, to excuses that I can't do that anymore. Do not go there, man. You're looking at grave sites. Holy shit, man. One day you're going to be down, you know. You're going to be buried. Well, I'm going to be cremated. I won't be here. You're just going to be ashes. You will not exist. So shit, man. Do not fucking give up on life now. God damn it. Barrel on forward. Fuck. So what if your feet stomp a little bit? Just keep fucking walking, man. Sorry if that seemed a little exaggerated, but uh, I do need... uh, uh, Somebody used the phrase uh, yesterday when we were having lunch. Give your head a shake. And uh, I do like that one, so it's exactly what I'm trying to do now. Give my head a shake. Holy shit, man. Do not throw in the towel now. I will end on that note. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your patience, your indulgence, for, well, for allowing me to indulge. And uh, I hope you come back for more. And uh, stay tuned, because like the podcast before this, every episode is different and comes to you from a different mood, a different place, a different time, with a different feeling and a different message. But in a way, it's all the same. Oh, yeah. This is Ken, signing out. Bye-bye. Have yourself a great summer. Get out there and enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. Don't you be making excuses. Oh, no. Have fun.
hit 17 When you play against the dealer You know that the odds will ride with you you never leave your woman alone With your friends around to steal her She'll be gambling gone Like summer wages And keep rolling home Until we get to Vancouver And the lady that I love She's living there And it's been six long months And more since I've seen her Maybe she's gambling gone Like summer way Never leave young woman alone with friends. 